We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. Three Habits of the Hope-Filled Christian Hello, everybody. I'm Paul Norris, your co-host, along with my wife, Tabitha. We are excited to be back in the studio after a somewhat lengthy, unplanned break. And we're especially excited about our topic for this episode, Habits for the Hope-Filled Christian. With all the Lord scared us through in the last 12 months, our hearts have been gripped with the conviction that while our plans may often fall apart, God's never do. It's because of Christ. No matter what we have going on around us, we have hope and look forward to all He has in store for us. Our great adventure started in September 2021. We packed up our little apartment in Arizona and headed off to North Idaho. The move in many ways required a leap of faith. There was so much we could not foresee as we made our way to our new home state. Where would we settle? Would Paul be able to earn a living wage in Idaho as my caregiver? Would I find a good doctor to work with me as I continue to battle muscular dystrophy? But even with all the unknowns ahead, we were confident we were exactly where God wanted us to be and that he would provide. Within this first year, the real significance of God's goodness and hope we have in him was driven home for us in unexpected ways. Ways that have been mixed with tears and joy. We appreciate the prayers of all of you who have upheld us in prayer. Those of you in our audience who have faithfully and graciously invited us into your home each month by listening to this podcast will remember Tabitha and I began our life in Idaho at our parents' cabin, located in a rural, remote area and named by the family Shiloh, which means God's gift. Shiloh certainly is a precious gift. Our months there were filled with a lot of happy memories but a lot of challenges too. By the way, if you haven't heard the story of our days at Shiloh, be sure to find the link in the description and tune in for that one. Anyway, the challenges of remote living through fierce winter storms became more than we could handle, and that led to our second move from Shiloh into a senior living facility in this quaint little town of St. Mary's. What a unique experience that was for us residing in a senior living facility. God opened the door for special ministries in that place. However, eight months later, we needed to move again for the third time. As we all know, the housing market is currently in crisis. Here in North Idaho, it's really not much different from anywhere else. Finding a place to live is no small task. Well, when you add to your wish list several accessibility features, that assignment becomes a lot harder. My muscular dystrophy is progressing, and so simple tasks become harder and more exhausting. I'm currently using a manual wheelchair. So if I'm on a carpet, for example, it's next to impossible for me to navigate myself So, among the things that make life easier for me 
we prayed God might provide a place with wood floors and rooms and doors wide enough for my chair to pass through. God showed us just in time that none of this was too hard for him. I've sometimes heard our God referred to as the God of the 11th hour, and that's about how he worked on our behalf. He provided an apartment that had everything we needed and more at exactly the time we needed it to move. Between our three moves, Tabitha's health and strength were rapidly declining. It was concerning and difficult to see, especially as her husband, once again, our gracious Heavenly Father intervened. He directed us to the one and only muscular dystrophy specialist in the state of Idaho. This doctor worked to take Tabitha on as his patient as quickly as possible. He's not only turned out to be an excellent doctor, one who generally cares and goes above and beyond to help Tabitha get the medical equipment and therapy she needs, but is also conveniently located just a few miles from our new home. We're amazed how the Lord through all the challenges and tears, sustained us with hope and countless blessings. Our cup overflows. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. God has never unequivocally promised a prosperity-filled problem and trial-free earthly life. We've all faced ups and downs, challenges, discouragements, and doubts in life. Perhaps you're struggling with fears over economic downturns or the state of our government. Perhaps the health crisis is staring you down, causing you to doubt God's control. Our story, with all the stresses of moving, fighting for fairness with spousal caregiving, battling a progressive disability, may not be far removed from the kind of challenges you are facing today. In the midst of all of these unavoidable hardships and uncertain days, there is hope for those who are in Christ Jesus. Where there's life, there's hope, the saying goes. The reverse is also true. Where there's hope, there's life. Hope is something that belongs in a really special way to the believer. By biblical definition, hope is not wishful thinking or a joyful feeling based on circumstances. One Christian writer defines hope as the overwhelming confidence in the God who can do anything with anyone at any time, in any place. Are you in a place where you long to set aside fear and discouragement and take hold of that confident expectation in Jesus and his word? Do you admire the believer in your life whose faith in God does not waver despite fiery trials? I'm thankful for the hope-filled Christians in my life who inspire me to run the race of faith. While the hearts of many around us may be failing in fear, the hope of believers strengthens them to cope with all eventualities and sets them free. Recently, Tabitha and I came across an interesting article on the practices of hopeful people, which in part inspired a conversation for today. So let's take a look at the habits of these hope-filled Christians. First of all, hope-filled Christians rely on God's word. There are a lot of believers who read the Bible, but it's the hope-filled believer who constantly leans on and draws from Scripture to keep himself focused on Jesus Christ. Hope-filled Christians realize the promises of Jesus eradicate condemning and anxious thoughts. They understand that hope built on anything other than Christ and the Bible will lead to dissatisfaction. They keep a storehouse of verses that remind them of their identity in Christ and his faithfulness to them. 
my godly and beloved mom has battled cancer for many years. The Lord has permitted her to go through a number of very difficult days, but she has endured and counted it all joy. I remember years ago, in the early months of her diagnosis, she began to collect Bible verses and Bible-based hymns and poems that were sent to her by caring friends. She kept them all in a little book that she called her Rainy Day Packet. Anytime she began to feel anxious about an upcoming treatment or surgery or feeling weary over her illness, she would take out this Rainy Day Packet and remind herself how good and wonderfully sovereign our Heavenly Father is. Her hope-filled life has been a blessing to literally hundreds. People can let us down. They make promises they can't or won't keep. This is not the case with our great God. He is a promise keeper. He loves with an everlasting love and will always be true. Take Jesus at his word and build your hope. A second habit of the hope-filled Christian is to fellowship with other hopeful Christians. Have you noticed the Christian life is a battlefield and that the devil is constantly seeking ways to destroy us? The good news is you don't have to face these battles alone. Fellowship strengthens us for those battles and reminds us we're not alone. Tabitha, God has used your disability as an asset to display his power and grace. I've had the joy of seeing him use you and your testimony time and time again. Of course, I, like many of our audience members, I'm familiar with your story. How you as a young girl once questioned God's sovereignty and what your life would be worth with such tremendous debilitating physical weakness. I praise him that it was his word and the power of 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, especially, that set you free from those self-destructive thoughts. Mm -hmm. I also praise him for the Christian friends who have and are journeying beside you. Mm -hmm. Through their times of fellowship with you, they've played a huge role in strengthening and shaping you into the woman that you are today. Absolutely. Hope and discouragement are both contagious. The hope-filled believers who have surrounded you and me convey their hope to us through their confidence in Christ. During those times where we're filled with uncertainty, they remind us of God's promises to comfort and enable us to overcome. They extend love and encouragement and find practical ways to help meet needs. If you, dear listeners, want to build your hope, don't underestimate the power of Christian community and the importance of belonging to a Bible-believing church. Walk alongside and learn from those hope-filled Christians who've overcome. Christian fellowship makes all the difference. A third habit of the hope-filled Christian is to choose gratitude. Perhaps one of the more puzzling statements of the Bible is found in James 1-2 where James encourages believers to count on all joy when we fall into various trials. So how do we do that? How do we count it joy or blessing when we find ourselves in dangerous or hard times? As we read through James 1, we see that this chapter is one of the most powerful presentations of the benefits of the testing and temptations we all face. When we're in a tough spot, it's hard not to become consumed by our problems. But so long as we are focused on the negative aspects of our less-than-perfect circumstances, we will be unable to remain hope-filled. James 1 tells us to combat negative thinking. We must shift our focus upward to Christ and what He is accomplishing in and through our trials. Our love for Christ and faithful endurance 
through what life throws at us leads to the reward of the crown of life. Spiritual hope doesn't give up because it's empowered by love and trust in Jesus Christ. To sum it all up, we don't count it joy because hardships are delightful, but because our Heavenly Father is producing character in us that will bring Him glory for all eternity. Amen. The hopeful Christian chooses gratitude. Remember that indeed pain can lead to gain. Dwell on how God has and will take care of you. Meditate on his character and share his goodness with others. Rely on God's word. Fellowship with other hope-filled believers. Choose gratitude. Dear listener, if you're wrestling with worry and discouragement, choose just one of these habits and trust that the one who's in control will fill you with hope. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.